<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Not great, Bob. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 15, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 604 of the Biden-Harris administration, 53 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore Goner, Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Lots to talk about today, so let's bring in the goth ninja. It is Jody Hamilton, Spicy Jody, from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also, David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex. He's got a music project. It's called Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com to download all of his stuff. All right, we have some huge news today along those lines. David, you've got a big announcement to make about, oh my God, the the Cannes Film Festival. Is that right? Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so um, we put out a song like a year ago called Lucia Love Yourself. Yes. And a friend of mine who is a filmmaker really loved it. Mm -hmm. And uh, her name is Ellie Maven. And she made a short film, an animated film, that featured the quilting patterns of another friend named Sarah Hubbard. Okay. And um, she made like a little film and entered it into Cannes, not really thinking that it was going to do anything. And now it's in like the finals for like a monthly jury. And then the winner from that jury goes on to the festival at the end of the year. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the song. Yes, we... uh we debuted this song here on the show. When was it? When did you write this song and send it over to me? It was me? last summer, but now it's on uh, Apple Music and Spotify if you want to get it. Astral Summer, Lucia, Love Yourself. Let's listen to it. Yes. Hey, Lucia. Yeah, that's really good. I know your heart is like a hurricane. Yeah, this is a newly mastered version, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've remastered it just to make it a little clearer. So So I'm going to put up the film at some point, like on our Apple Music and Spotify under videos, but I got to find out what the contest rules are. Like, I'm not sure if I'm allowed right now while it's being juried to, like, I got to find out. It's like Trump couldn't show us his taxes because they were under investigation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's hear the chorus some more. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it up. Lucia You're not like anybody 
That rhythm, that drum line you got, that loop is amazing. And excellent it wasn't, vocals. I mean, initially it was much slower and much sparer on the beat, and I like threw in that dance beat, and I was like, man, this pumps, and I kind of cautiously approached my guitar player, like, Dave, yeah. you mind if it sounds like this? He's like, no, that's great. Yeah, your but, guitar you know, player is uh, Dave Martin, is that his name? Yep. Okay. Dave and, F. Martin. And I, I love the guitar part, too. All right. Excellent. Well, congratulations. We're all, uh, we've got our fingers yeah, crossed for you. Yeah, everybody cross your fingers and think of me yeah. like on the red carpet at fucking Cannes. And yeah. if you happen to be on the con jury, make sure to vote for this uh, short animation, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to rig Absolutely. the game for you is what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, we'll get some fake electors. I'll start <laughs> screaming about, uh, you know, Joe Biden. Stolen. Stolen, stolen election. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> there we go. All right. We'll have an insurrection. If, if things go. don't go your way, I think that's we'll a great idea. go there and refuse to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so uh, lots of shit happening here today, as it usually does, the fire hose of news working overtime. Uh, both Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis are using human beings as props, you know, to own the libs. They have sent uh, migrants up to both... Kamala Harris's house in Washington, D.C., and then also to Martha's Vineyard, where Barack Obama, where the Obamas have a house. Well, apparently, though, Martha's Vineyard is having a labor shortage, so they've just shipped them a bunch like, of people Yay. that work. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. The Republicans were hoping, and certainly Abbott and DeSantis were hoping, that we would all be owned because right. of this, that we would all be freaking no. out and screaming at them and pulling attention away from the fact that, uh, you know, 10-year-olds are being raped and forced to birth their attacker's children, things like that. But instead, what's happening is, out of the the goodness of the hearts of the people in these areas, these migrants are being taken in and fed and, and clothed and housed. And, and so that's all, I think, a positive outcome, despite the fact that they were, I think they were coerced. I think they were lied to. Like human chess pieces. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah. we're, we're going to just dump these people in your yard and you can handle it. And we don't care about their lives or feelings or destinies or whatever hopes and aspirations they had coming here. Yeah. We're just going to treat them as human garbage and dump them in your yard like you've been, like, letting your dog shit in the yard. Like, mm -hmm. It's just like, fuck you. Yeah. These guys are, I mean, they're such arrogant, elitist Pigs. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're racists as well. They have no compunction whatsoever about just throwing aside any sort of actual, legitimate, respectable political leadership and replacing it with just kind of comment section trolling. That's the entire Republican Party now. It's guided by not <laughs> we policy. All get on buses. Like everybody, Stephanie. Like, everybody, just get on buses and go to the Texas governor's mansion and just, like, plop down on the front step and be like, right. what are you going to do? Right. Between 75 and 100 people were picked up in Eagle Pass, Texas, sent by uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, the group includes migrants from Venezuela, Uruguay, Colombia, and Mexico. How did they get them all together? Were they waiting in... I mean, how did... They were probably <laughs> reporting where, like, they were supposed yeah. to. Yeah. You know? At, and so they forced them to get on these trains and buses and airplanes. Well, they made them sign affidavits that they probably couldn't read, you know, because they're not in Spanish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, or they were made promises. They were made promises right. that they would be entered into the system once they arrived at their destination. And that was never the intention or purpose. But you know what? It could actually end up being the outcome. 
because we, the left, tends to have empathy for people. Mm-hmm. We tend to help people who are mm-hmm. disadvantaged in some way, oppressed in some way, used, exploited, etc. in some way. While the Republicans just, they just don't give a flying fuck about any of that. All they want right. to do is own the libs. All they want to do is troll. Always be trolling. That is the Republican way now. It's no longer about leadership. It's no longer about policy. It's all about owning the libs. We've been saying this for years now. Uh, so Yeah, apparently DeSantis, according to some reporting, someone ID'd as Perla lured them onto the plane by telling them they were going to be going to Boston for expedited work papers. Yeah, there it is. Exactly. So, of course, they load up. And that's that's against the law. I mean, that's just that's human trafficking. It's, it's against the yeah. law. It's yeah. fraud. There's all sorts of laws that have been broken here, at least on DeSantis's part. And yeah. most likely on Greg Abbott's part as well. Uh, this state oh, you know Beto O'Rourke is ready. For, I mean, he's probably oh, yeah. like stockpiling like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. affi- lawyers right now. Just like, yo, you know, line on the left, one cross each. Like, come on, lawyers. Yeah. Like, let's oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. I mean, and again, we're talking about federal laws. If, if mm-hmm. this is a matter of some form of law breaking requiring a prosecution or prosecutions, We're talking about federal laws here. We're talking about crossing state lines. And that is absolutely in the purview of the Department of Justice, as though the Department of Justice doesn't have enough to do right now. Add this to the list. Uh, Rhode Island State Representative Michelle McGaw tweeted this earlier today. She said, human trafficking is defined in the U.N. Trafficking in Persons Protocol as, quote, the recruitment, transport, transfer, harboring, or receipt of persons by such means as threat or use of force or other forms of coercion, abduction, fraud, or deception for the purpose of exploitation. And that go. sounds exactly like what's happened here. These are people who have been dehumanized by Republicans. Yeah. This is utterly dehumanizing. They might as well have loaded them up into rail cars and sprayed hoses through the tiny yep. openings in the car as they're transported off to some other destination that they were lied to about. These aren't people. These aren't human beings. These are nothing but, you know, props. Props yeah. that we can move around a, a game board. Because you know what? We're fucked right now because we banned abortion. And so what we have to do is we have to scare the fuck out of our base uh, by emphasizing this alleged border crisis, which (laughs) they're doing in such a bizarre way. You've got a combination of human trafficking and exploitation, as we've seen illustrated today. And then you add that on top of this entire series of ridiculous tweets that I've been talking about forever, where they're talking about, yeah, record numbers of people on the terrorist watch list have been stopped at the border. Record amounts of meth have been stopped at the border. Record amounts of fentanyl have been stopped at the border. Why is there such a Joe Biden border crisis? I'm like, <laughs> you mad about this? What you mad <laughs> like, about? Yeah. It like, makes keeping your damn fentanyl away from you, bitch. Like, I mean, God. It's- it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm yeah, so we, we do have a meth problem. We do have a fentanyl problem. And it's contributing a great deal to the homelessness issue. And that's a conversation for another day. However, the argument can't be that Joe Biden is stopping record amounts of fentanyl at the border, record amounts of meth at the border, and that simultaneously there's this colossal border crisis. Open borders. They're painting this fantasy as though there is no border patrol. 
There is no uh, wall. There is no customs. There's nothing happening at the border. It's just wide open. Anyone can walk in from any point. No problem. And that's scaring the shit out of the rubes who think that it's nothing but a bloodbath down there, who watch way too much television, who think that there are severed heads on every lawn from Southern California to uh, Eastern Texas. Which is absolutely not the case. (laughs) God damn it. So Arizona. It's a dry hate. Yeah. um. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Greg Abbott's been doing this uh, prior to today, Mm -hmm. just sending random migrants all around the country because neener, neener. Neener, we got to own the libs. Oh, you've you've been owned. Yeah, it's like kindergarten God, at politics. Least you let the families stay together, though. You know, I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, and then and then meantime, as we've been saying, the Joe Biden record at the border has been absolutely successful, at least compared to Donald Trump's record at the border. And that's not me saying it. That's a whole bunch of Republicans, including Chuck Grassley and Ronna McDaniel and the GOP account and on down the line, Elise Stefanik and all the rest of them, Kevin McCarthy. I could do this all goddamn day. Yep. Meantime, I don't know if you guys heard about uh, Letitia James and how she might mm-hmm. sue one, mm-hmm. possibly one, maybe more of Trump's children. Yay. During, in this investigation of the Trump organization. Mm-hmm. Ivanka, Eric, and Donald Trump Jr. have all been senior executives. My name's Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice that Eric Trump was with his dad at the Sterling, Virginia golf course over the weekend? The mysterious. I did not notice that. I I couldn't quite see. Was he like stuck to his heel like a piece of toilet paper or something? (laughs) (laughs) He was there with all of those other Uh douchebags who were probably there to either uh, set up some sort of golf tournament or possibly buy the Sterling, Virginia location because Donald Trump doesn't have any cash. He doesn't have any money. And he's, he's got broke. all those loans coming due any minute. Yes, plus all kinds of legal bills stacking up. This uh, search and seizure at Mar-a-Lago involving the Espionage Act yep. uh, is something that the RNC is not going to help him with. And then uh, if Donald Trump decides to run, which he won't, he's not going to have access to Save America PAC anymore. So he's going to need the money one way or another, whether he runs or not. Did you guys notice Hugh Hewitt had a gigantic scoop today? We're going to get back to this Letitia James story in a second. Hugh Hewitt had a huge scoop. I couldn't believe it. I was like, how the hell did he drag this out of Donald Trump? He was tweeting about it all morning saying, oh, my God, I did an interview with Donald Trump and you wouldn't believe it. Here's what he said. He said that the documents were declassified and that he had nothing to do All declassified. with stealing it. I was yeah. like, what the hell? That's not a... What are you talking about? He said this five times a day since August 8 on yeah. Troth Central. Troth, Troth yeah. Central. Yeah. I mean, this is not news. What are you talking about? Well, congratulations on your giant scoop, Hugh Hewitt. You did what, you know, a million other people can do every goddamn day by looking at troth-sential. Troth-truth-sential. Yes. 
So I mean, good you job. look at Hugh Hewitt, though. I mean, he really is like he's one of the main benefits of right wing affirmative action. I mean, because the man <laughs> yeah. has got fewer ideas than a tepid bowl of potato salad. I mean, he mm-hmm. just is dumb, dumb, <laughs> mm-hmm. dumb. Yeah, just stupid shit, stupid. And so, like, and maybe he did think that by a slight reframing of the same thing that Donald Trump has been saying for five weeks, it was a scoop. But I mean, he is literally that stupid. And remember, he was the moderator of that one. Republican debate where he was asking Donald Trump about nuclear Mm-hmm. And he said, he asked uh, Donald Trump, or I'm saying nuclear because that's what Donald Trump says. Right. It's always about, nu- it's about the nuclear. I had documents <laughs> about the nuclear. And uh, he asked about the nuclear triad and Donald Trump could not describe what the nuclear triad was. And this was before he was president, but he was running yeah. for president and probably should have known what the nuclear triad was. So instead, at least Donald, he doesn't say nuclear. That just, oh God. Yeah. Insane. yeah. No, I don't think he said nuclear. Nuclear. I can't even say no. it the wrong way. Nuclear. It's is difficult that, is it? to say nuclear. Yeah. It's, it's, Here's uh, Donald Trump trying to describe the nuclear triad. I believe this is the Hugh Hewitt clip. Of the three legs of the triad, though, do you have a priority? Because I want to go to Senator Rubio well, I, after I think, that. I think him. to me, Luke, nuclear is just the, the power the devastation is very important to me okay thank you what? for that was an accurate description you, of the Donald nuclear triad yeah. good, good job so uh letitia james might sue one of trump's children in the process of uh prosecuting in the civil suit uh the trump organization the likelihood of a lawsuit grew this month after Ms. James's office rejected at least one settlement offer from Mr. Trump's lawyers, while the Trump organization for months has made overtures to the attorney general's office and the two sides could still reach a deal. There is no indication that a settlement will materialize anytime soon. If the case goes to trial and Mr. Trump loses, a judge could impose financial penalties and restrict the former president's business operations in New York, all potentially in the midst of a 2024 presidential campaign that he is expected to join. I don't expect him to join it. That's just the New York Times saying that. I stand by my assertion that he is as likely to run and win for president in 2024 as I am to suck Joe Rogan's tiny penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Ew, David. Yes. um, (laughs) But no, I mean, just we know that he's keeping the question open because it's one of his last effective scams Mm -hmm. to keep the money coming in. Yep. And people, I saw people trying to be like, what is he doing? Why is he embracing the QAnon thing all of a sudden? Because he's got all this QAnon shit popping up on Troth Central. You know, he's doing that because they're the last rubes. He's mm-hmm. wringing out the last yep. drops of juice from the fucking milkable idiot moron hordes. And he's thinking that maybe <laughs> if he riles up the Q people enough, they'll do something crazy and stupid and hurt somebody and that people will back off of him. Right. Like he's, you know, like and the same thing Steve Bannon's doing. Yes. Bannon, you know. Stephen K. Bannon and Brian <laughs> Colfine. <laughs> Thank you. I so, watched <laughs> Bannon's perp walk with his fat, red, bloated face when he's like, if they're going to stop me, they're going to have to kill me. I didn't realize he was actually like yelling that as they dragged him into the courtroom. Yeah. And did I you hear that the was whistle? something he said before he. Yeah. No, he was indoors. Oh, he was indoors. Okay. Because right outside Maybe he the courtroom. He said the same thing twice. Yeah. Wh- whistle Lady me. is still positioned outside the courtroom to obstruct anything that Bannon has to say and make it unusable for the news. I love that. Oh, by the way, also, uh, this New York Times piece says that uh, Trump and Letitia James came face to face last month when Mr. Trump declined to answer her questions under oath 
in the course of a four-hour court-ordered deposition. Trump invoked mm-hmm. his, uh, his Fifth Amendment rights more than 400 times during the session, <laughs> breaking his silence only to attack Miss James as a, quote, renegade prosecutor oh, who he said is leading a witch hunt against him. He's also referred to her as racist, by the way, <laughs> because words don't have meaning anymore. His decision to stay silent may have handed the attorney general some additional leverage in civil cases. Refusing to answer questions can, in some instances, be held against defendants at trial. And that brings us to mm-hmm. Eric Trump, David. I'm I Eric. lost my bag of Cheerios. Thank you. Um, okay, that's what I was waiting for. Eric, uh, Eric Trump, who ran the company when Mr. Trump was in the White House, also invoked his Fifth Amendment rights more than yeah. 500 times yeah. in a 2020 deposition with Miss James's office. When Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka were interviewed in hours-long sessions under oath this summer, they responded to questions. There is no indication that they played a role in setting the value of Mr. Trump's assets, but they were senior officers in the company for many years. So that points to possibly Eric Trump being the leading candidate for a separate lawsuit or a related lawsuit next to or side by side with this uh, civil suit against the Trump organization. Uh, by the way, about a possible corporate- That's what we get, Fredo, really? Maybe, no. <laughs> I mean, this was never gonna be about Trump or his kids personally being sued. This is always about suing the Trump organization. Mm-hmm. And what I have been forecasting as the possibility of the Trump organization being dissolved, just like the Trump Foundation was dissolved by by the previous uh, New York Attorney General. And about that corporate death penalty, I was not happy to see this. Uh, Letitia James said, quoted by the New York Times, I don't want to go that far. And she's talking about the corporate death penalty, eliminating the Trump organization as a corporation. All she wanted to do, she added, was to ensure Mr. Trump and his company understood that they could not use fraudulent valuations in the future. Quote, he needs to be held accountable, she said, him and his corporation. So I I don't know. That seems to indicate that maybe the Trump organization doesn't get shut down out of this uh, civil suit, which would be... Awful. If it collapses completely, you can't keep getting the money they owe you. <laughs> yeah, that is also that's also very true. But it seems she like might this have is an interest in it staying afloat just long enough to pay their fines. Yeah, you know, it seems like this would be a huge case for the Internal Revenue Service because we're talking about tax fraud here, mm-hmm. and it seems like oh my god, if you put down the wrong number on your tax form. You could be red flagged for an audit, which is Mm -hmm. never fun, no matter what the outcome ends up being, good or bad. It's obviously far worse if it's a bad outcome. But here, Donald Trump's lying on all of these documents, getting Alan Weisselberg to help him out, maybe getting Eric Trump to help him out, too, uh, Mm -hmm. as well as other people. Lying about the assets of the Trump organization on tax forms, lying about the Trump organization assets on insurance applications and loan applications, et cetera. That's all kinds of fucking fraud. 
And, and doesn't so, Donald? It doesn't uh, Donald sign agreements where he is personally responsible, not just the company, which you hopefully never have to do. But I mean, a lot of people, when you take out a loan yeah. initially, if, if it's a new business, you you have to sign it as you're personally, not just the company, but you are personally responsible for whatever money is owed. Yeah. And I think he did that with a lot of his loans, which is why he's up Shit's Creek coming soon. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I know this. If that I mean, doesn't work out. There's always Atlanta and Fulton County. Yeah, that right. is true. Well, there are many, many. I think I counted something like twenty. 20 different cases, including individual lawsuits against Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote up a piece for uh, the Banter newsletter, thebanter.substack.com, that has a, it's like a comprehensive list of all the legal problems for Donald Trump, all of the prosecutions, all of the lawsuits, all the civil cases, and so on. But in this case, I don't understand how this is not a more serious crime. Uh, committing fraud at this level around his business. I mean, when I had to shut down my animation studio, I was res- I was personally responsible for all the debt and taxes and so on from that studio. So I don't know how there's a separation here when it comes to the Trump organization. I don't claim to know or understand New York state law when it comes to this sort of thing. I don't claim to know or understand uh, IRS regulations when it comes to these sorts of things. But it seems like this is ripe for the IRS to go dancing on Donald Trump's head. Yep. Maybe it's happening and we just don't know about it yet. Uh, but it seems like that would be something that would eventually leak with the avalanche of other things. I don't know. But in the meantime, we've got newly unredacted sections of the search and seizure affidavit. And part of it, Trump probably lied to his lawyers about the existence of more documents. We've been talking about that since it happened, since we learned that one of his lawyers, maybe Christina Bob, who signed off on that document with the yes, FBI saying that, yeah, yeah there were mm-hmm. no more documents at Mar-a-Lago, and it turned out there were. But now it seems as though, according to these uh, newly unredacted sections, that Trump's lawyers were told by Trump that there were no other documents at Mar-a-Lago, even though there were. So Trump's lawyer told the Department of Justice and the FBI, quote unquote, he was advised that all White House records were in Mar-a-Lago's storage room and, quote, he was not advised any records were in any private office space. Remember, some documents were found in the closet in Trump's office. Some documents were found in Trump's desk. None of that was disclosed to the FBI prior to August 8th when they Mm -hmm. found them there. That most likely points to being advised by his client, Donald Trump. David Laufman, the former chief of uh, DOJ's counterintelligence section, also said that Trump had likely fed his attorneys false information. Quote, I think it's more likely than not that he lied to them knowing that they were going to transmit those uh, lies to the government, he said uh, on MSNBC. I think it was last night. Other unredacted sections reveal one piece that is new to the search warrants affidavit is that five of the documents were marked confidential, 16 marked secret, and 17 marked top secret. According to Individual 2, who's a National Archives representative for Trump, Quote, when producing the documents, neither F. POTUS Council 1, and I, by the way, I just, I keep forgetting to use the acronym F. POTUS to describe Donald Trump. I think People are calling so, him TOTUS now, traitor of the United States. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I just like, you know. Toast of the United States. <laughs> I just like that F part of the acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh, F. 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 U. POTUS. POTUS. F. POTUS. Yeah. 
F POTUS Council 1 or Individual 2 asserted that F POTUS had declassified the documents. All right, so his uh. his lawyers or whoever Individual 2 is didn't know that or weren't told that F POTUS, Trump, had claimed to have declassified the documents right. with his magic wand. Uh, the documents being in a red weld envelope wrapped in tape appears to be consistent with an effort to handle the documents as if they were still classified. So, you know, again, it goes back to the ongoing observation, which is that if these documents really were declassified, no one else was told that those documents were declassified by Trump. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, and you would I'm at least expect. I'm worried about the empty folders, but I'm yes, the empty, the empty folders, folders. That's the problem. That's the I'm thing. hoping it's kind of like me when I had CDs. Yeah, you know that you it's just to put them right, in right. there. Yeah, they, they just got separated. But I have no, 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 no. He he either gave them, he's given them away to somebody or sold them. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's a file that was uh, dropped in the Judge Cannon situation with the special mm-hmm. master lawsuit. Last week, and the DOJ said those documents were either lost or compromised. Yeah. And I've been surveying everybody to determine which is worse, lost or compromised. I don't know. Um, I think maybe you end up landing at lost, but they're both pretty bad. And most likely, they're, they know what's missing because they're not just one version of it. Yeah. Each, each um, uh, whether it's the NSA, FBI, CIA, whatever, they all have their own copies as well. Yes. Yeah. So they know what's missing. They know what's missing. Exactly. But he was saying to Hugh Hewitt that uh, there will be ramifications the likes of which we have never seen in this country if he's prosecuted, if he's indicted. Yeah, and there are a couple of things about that, which he's done before. Once again, Hugh Hewitt had no great scoop here. He was Hugh Hewitt just getting Trump to repeat the same shit that he said a gazillion times on Truth, truth, essential. A couple of things that Trump was doing. One, he was giving tacit permission to his fanboys to raise hell if he is indicted. So that was like, stand back and stand by. Yep. If I'm indicted, make sure you riot. Make sure there are insurrections. Make sure there's an attempted jailbreak. Whatever it takes to stir up chaos, because I love chaos. That's basically what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is about that threat is I believe, and this speaks directly to, this is why I'm bringing it up, speaks directly to the 43 folders. I think Trump's got a suicide switch. I think he's got a dead man switch ready to roll. That if he is prosecuted, someone, maybe Rudy Giuliani, maybe one of his kids, maybe some operative linked to Steve Bannon and... Steve Bannon and Brian Colfage. Stephen K. Bannon and Brian Colfage. <laughs> well, they've been arrested, so it can't, can't be those guys. But uh, to, to dump a bunch of documents into the public or to hand them over to an enemy, whatever it takes to create chaos. But I think he's got that as um, a coercive, retaliatory insurance policy in case he is prosecuted. I think that's a very realistic possibility that he's got a suicide switch set up. Well, I mean, just releasing the RNC emails alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's got them. I know he's got them. Yes. He's got so much crap. He's got, I'm sure he's got compromat on all kinds of people. Right. That's what they're worried about. That's why Lindsey Graham's gone even nuttier lately. It's there's, they've got, he's got stuff and they know it. Right. So we're going to talk about Lindsey Graham and a whole lot more coming up on our big Thursday show. But first we are so damn close. We are this close and I'm holding up my finger. I'm making a little 
pinching gesture. We're this close to 1,300 subscribers on our Patreon page. Yeah, damn close. And maybe you're going to be that 1,300th subscriber. So if you sign up, not only will you be supporting this completely independent podcast, but we're going to give you exclusive bonus content that's only available on our Patreon page, no place else. For example, there's an extra 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at, at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday episode. We call that the Shadow Docket Podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. That's also where you sign up. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news. It's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you five bucks per month. And you're going to be supporting, as I said, this fully independent podcast. Don't miss out. Be subscriber 1300. BobSuskaShow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! It reminds me of uh, the Gin Blossoms. Yeah, this is, this is the great Seth Adam. We're doing a whole Seth Adam week this week uh, to roll out his brand new album called... Yeah, the new album's called Fits and Starts and Stops. And this is a track from that album. It's called uh, You Ain't Gonna Drag Me Down. SethAdam.com. Get it right now. Yeah. Oh, we love Seth I hear this, and I think about my old 67 Mustang and how I used to drive around this really hilly, extremely tree-lined ridge neighborhood in my town Yeah. uh, at night with the windows down. Oh, God, it's one of those songs, man. You know what? This is where rock and roll is really happening in the independent music scene. It's not dead. Seth Adams keeping it alive and so many others. Oh, man, love Seth's work. All right. Uh, By the way, bobseska.com slash music to submit. 
what we've started doing is including the full-length songs at the end of the free portion of the show. So bear with us as we uh, monkey around with the format of the show and how we feature these songs, these great independent musicians. Yeah, but I think instead of the Indie Music Countdown once a month, we're just going to stick both of the songs, their full-length songs, at the end of the free portion of the show before we transition over to the Shadow Docket. Okay, so... Any theories about what the fuck Lindsey Graham was thinking when he introduced this nationwide abortion ban the other day? Well, he might be going to jail down in Georgia, so we don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's what I was going to say earlier. He's clearly desperate not to testify Uh to the Fulton County grand jury. Yeah. And I think, personally, that it's because we're going to find out that he didn't actually beat Jamie Harrison. Because no one is going to be paying attention to that testimony as closely as people inside, like attorneys and federal attorneys and election fraud, the, you know, people in South Carolina. Because yeah, yeah. I, I just, the way he just so cavalierly said, like, well, why don't you just erase the lead? Mm-hmm. You know, it just seemed to me that this is like something that he was accustomed to. Yeah, yeah. Getting when he asks for it. You know, and I just. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's that's just my opinion, but I feel like Lindsey Graham, I mean, he, he's clearly terrified of something. Yeah. And to me, the only thing that really, really terrifies Lindsey Graham more than anything, including being humiliated before the world by licking Donald Trump's boots, <laughs> is to not be a senator. Anymore. Man, I didn't think you were going to say boots. That is like his – yeah, no. <laughs> but I mean – that is his mortal terror. Yeah, uh, is to not be because I mean that's irrelevant. They, that is everything. I mean, he has nothing in his life apparently except being Senator Lindsey Graham. Yeah. So, well, like, there used to be a day when if you were in trouble politically, you would run to your right if you're a Republican. So maybe that was Lindsey's play. I don't know. I, I, I mean, he's not up for re-election this year. No. So why on earth would he derp his way into this ridiculous uh, abortion ban, which, by the way, I hope Chuck Schumer calls a vote on <laughs> on Me that too. legislation. Call like that ev- vote. Every damn day. Call that vote. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And, and Governor Kemp apparently was caught on a hot mic. Yes. Saying that he wants Indeed. to outlaw birth control. Let's oh talk God, about Brian so Kemp. disgusting. You want to hear this? He's got to go down. I fucking yeah. hate him. It's just, and we knew that he cheated his way into office to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah. So go on. Okay. Here's Brian Kemp being asked by, I guess, a podcaster or a citizen journalist or someone about whether he would support banning Plan B or other forms of contraception. And check out how non-committal Brian Kemp is on this. I gotta ask, in my in my constitution class, we're talking about how like the Dobbs decision went back to the states. During that, can you like ban plan B? In that can, can, you bl- can you ban plan B, this says. I'm hearing this audio and it doesn't sound great to me, so we may have to bail out of this, but let's let's continue. Since it's everything's now at the state level. Because I mean, now well, you can, yeah, I mean, you can take up pretty much everything, but yeah. you know, you gotta be in legislative session yeah. to do that. Is that something you do? Okay, so Brian Kemp, in response to the question about Plan B, is you you can pretty much take up anything. Yep. That's something you could do. I mean, obviously, after you win everything. It just depends on where the legislators are. It's, it depends on where the legislators are, he said. But but if they're on board, you, we can do that. Because I mean, look, you would, I, I think I'd have to check and see. I mean, there's a lot of legalities. With yeah, all that but stuff. I mean, it's like we got abortion. I'd have to check and see. There's a lot of legalities <laughs> involved in that. God. Though if he was any dumber, you could fucking buy him at the home and garden section at Walmart. Oh you know my I mean? god! I mean, he's like a talking plant. Yeah. Just, 
These ungainly weirdos trying to balance on this tightrope of horseshit when it comes to abortion, where they want to keep the base in line. Like, okay, we've got all of these anti-abortion radicals on one side, and we've got the rest of the fucking country, like 70% of the rest of the country on the other side. Ah, you know, just like balancing, almost falling over. It's so bizarre to see these guys who... For some reason, people on the left admire their ability to message, and yet they I can't don't. commit to one thing or another because they fucking walked into their own propeller with the Supreme Court and the Dobbs decision, and now they're like, we don't know what to say anymore. Well, Rude Pundit pointed something out. He says, look, and he's absolutely right. He says, there is not an extreme side for being pro-choice. It's just not the extreme position. It's the moderate position. And the extreme yes. position against forced birth is forcing people to abort. Right. That's the other extreme. Mm-hmm. So we're at the moderates. Yeah, you know? Nobody yeah. wants that. I mean, Nobody and- wants that. Nobody wants to force anybody to get an abortion any, any more than re- reasonably people don't want to force people to have children. It's a trap that they have yeah. set for themselves. Yep. I mean, it's amazing they were able to contort themselves into a sexual position in which they were actually able to insert their own dicks into their own bungholes. Lindsey Graham basically saying that the Democrats want you to be able to abort a baby after it's born. Yes. No, that's murder. Stephen Miller was talking about that on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. That was even in Roe versus Wade. You no, it's not cards. in Roe. It's just. Uh, I mean, it's the late-term abortion is. I mean, uh, I just. I no can't woman, no person who is pregnant wants to have an abortion after six months and even because if, they want that to go to term. They want that child to be born. Right. If they have to terminate the pregnancy, it's because it's a dire need. Yes. And no medical staff is going to kill a fucking baby in its crib no. or no, allow no you to. viable. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's, just like, it's against the law, period. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's murder. murder yes. And it's just like it doesn't happen. It's infanticide. You know how long that's been against the law? Forever. Forever. Always, always. It's always been against the law. (laughs) Roe or not, Casey or not, it has always been against the law. And in particular, both Roe and Casey. I mean, in fact, Casey further established the line of demarcation where you Mm -hmm. cannot cross that line and have an abortion after a certain point of pregnancy. Unless Wait, by there their logic, a- maybe it's not too late for us to abort Stephen Miller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, the only exception was in uh, some sort of medical emergency. That's the only exception established by Roe when it comes to late-term abortion. But the Republicans desperately want all of their stupid fucking sucker voters to believe that Democrats want to have abortions right up to the moments of birth. They're describing it in the most grisly way possible. Donald Trump made all kinds of people like faint practically in describing the fact that Democrats want to be able to let parents birth their children, put, get them comfortable in a crib, and then murder them in the crib. So Donald Trump described that a gazillion times yeah. in his goddamn rallies. This is the and what myth you're talking that's going about yeah. is palliative care for babies that are going to die yep. uh-huh. anyway. Right. Yep. Right. God, I was just reading this morning about a woman in Louisiana who found yep. out, you know, halfway through her pregnancy that her baby w- had a crania, which is a genetic condition. Very oh, yeah. Rare. And it's horrible. Without mm-hmm. a yeah. skull. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which means it, it takes it can't major 
brain trauma during birth right. and then dies within minutes right. or days of birth mm-hmm. and probably, you know, agony and terror. Right. So, like, and she couldn't get an abortion in her home state of Louisiana because it's illegal there. And after however many weeks, and she had to go all the way to New York State. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's pay $40,000 or something in grand total expenses. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. Yeah. Well, and in Tennessee, because they their abortion ban that went into effect at the beginning of the month, I believe, um, it's a total ban, including if you're if the woman, the pregnant person's life is at stake, you can't even abort an ectopic pregnancy at this point. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because you so all these, are just really livestock, Jody. That's oh, the I point. know. Like, We're just vessels. But it's, it's I mean, these, the, I was watching a woman on, uh, I forget what MSNBC show it was. She was a doctor from Tennessee. She says, look, I can't do, I have to talk to lawyers before I do health care now, which is, the AMA needs to come down on this shit. Yeah, yeah. Even when Dobbs was inevitable. I think mm-hmm. they still were like, oh, f- fuck, because they knew that it was political suicide. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're being forced by this unholy, ironically, this unholy alliance with the radical evangelical right mm-hmm. that forced them down this road of saying, yeah, you know what, maybe women are, you know, the the birthing goo pods from the Matrix. Maybe that's what women really are and that's what we need to do that's what we need to I mean, legislate and we need to stack the federal bench with uh, judges who will give us this what are they going to do with fertility clinics when they get rid of embryos because they do oh, yeah, it every day still an open question i don't know where that lands i think the indiana law the trigger law there just went into effect what yeah. happens to the fertility clinics there yeah i mean this I is mean, something seriously. that's still being debated yes because they destroy routinely uh, they destroy they embryos of, all the time. As soon as there's a successful pregnancy, usually the other embryos are gotten rid of. That's exactly right. Then we're talking about uh, all kinds of ramifications, too, for medical studies on Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. Parkinson's. And-, and also, the reason we know that embryos aren't human beings yet is because you can't freeze a human being and bring them back to life. Right. That is also <laughs> That is also a thing. But, my God, good luck explaining that to a, you know, a frothing at the mouth maniac, a internet right. troll on Twitter. I saw like a Twitter, like this person was like, put up a picture of an embryo and said, you cannot tell me that this is a baby. Uh-huh. And the pro-life asshole was like, that is absolutely 100% one of God's children. It's a baby. And she's like, actually, it's a porpoise embryo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. It's not a baby at all, and it never will be. It's going to be a dolphin. So, yeah. But yeah. you can't tell the difference. It's, yeah, it's just these people. Man. I know. Every time I bring up the idea of pushing back on the science and the facts of the situation, it's like uh, beating my face up against a wall because it's almost entirely irrelevant to these unforgivable trolls who all they want is what they want. And it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter whatever your argument is. You're not going to turn them. They are not going to be convinced. You know, maybe you'll get a couple, and that's always a possibility. Maybe you'll plant a seed in someone's head that will eventually manifest itself into some form of reason and rationality, but the odds of that happening these days are slim, if not none, because everything is so wrapped around teamism at this point. Right. Uh, right. Certainly, and that's the driving force on the Republican side. They, they are... Uh, 
firmly locked into this perception of politics as us against them and whatever they say, we have to do the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how destructive it is to us and others. And that's the part that so it's childish. just like... Yeah. <sighs> it is. It's, 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 you know, I mean, she, today Lonnie and I went out to breakfast and I was wearing my mask. He goes, well, you don't have, you, you're not contagious anymore and you're not going to get it. And I said, I don't care. I'm being nice to other people. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I ended up in this whole debate, and I have to apologize to Jen Kirkman because it was in one of her threads that some fucking idiot with 68 followers ended up talking about COVID and talking about how, uh, you know what, the lockdowns were useless and masking is irrelevant and all the rest of it. And you know what? I've gotten better over the years of not feeding the trolls, but this time I just I couldn't resist. I had to jump in. And it ended up being half a day of me fighting with this <laughs> nothing nobody on Twitter. And I, I regret it. And it was just all about. I don't have that energy. I yeah. just don't. You know, my general argument was, you know, I'm still masking, not because I'm scared, right. not because I'm addicted to the pandemic, which is fucking the highest form of horseshit. I know. When it comes to discussing COVID, when someone says, oh, yeah, well, you're just addicted. You've got uh, a pandemic addiction. You're just really into the emergency. <laughs> no. Horse people shit. are still getting sick. 500 people are dying in this country from it still every day. Yes. You know? And I mean, Lonnie, Lonnie goes, Lonnie's like, I'm a superhuman because I have yet to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is. Yeah. He's weird. But he just, got his, he just got his booster mm-hmm. um, two days ago. Yeah. So I'm very glad that he got that because as mild as my case was, it lasted a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I and my, yeah, I got my I, I'm worried about yeah. long term I'm worried about potential long term effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well that's the thing. And that was the argument that this person was making in Jen Kirkman's thread yesterday, which is that well, there aren't a whole lot of people dying right now, at least not compared to when the pandemic first started, you know, when there was the lockdown. So I had to make a couple arguments. One, the reason there were so many deaths during the lockdowns was because there were so many people shirking the rules mm-hmm. and, and not doing what they needed to do. And mm-hmm. and now- and No vaccines. Yeah, and no vaccines Exactly. Yet. Plus, there are things that are short of death that don't necessarily involve dying, but that are pretty goddamn bad. Long like COVID, dementia? Uh, dementia, long yeah. COVID, losing your job, being out of work for a period of time, the financial, uh, you know, issues that arise because of that, uh, maybe a lack of health care, you end up mm-hmm. in some form of medical debt. You know, there are all kinds of things that don't involve death, but which are still fucking bad that we need to be aware of. And to say that the end all be all of whether or not you adhere to the protocols still is whether you die, well, that's eliminating a whole lot of other mm-hmm. possibilities. A whole range of adverse consequences. Exactly mm-hmm. fucking right. So that's one of the reasons why this is so frustrating, because you've got an entire population in this country who cannot see nuance, who cannot see mm-hmm. the uh, very complicated process of epidemiology and how you mitigate uh, an epidemic or a pandemic. Oh, but it's- not that complicated. It's, it's not. not that fucking complicated. It never was. It's not. I'm it's sorry. Not. It just. And, uh, and, if, and if people had paid attention to the protocols from the very beginning and we had all done what we had needed to do, COVID would be done by now. It, it would be over. Yeah. All right. So that was a little bit of a tangent. And, and thank you to the, no, right. to the nobody on Twitter <laughs> who I ended up <laughs> fighting with and now taking up time on the show about. Okay. So uh, when we come back. Oh, my God. 
Mike Lindell's phone was seized by the <laughs> FBI at a, at a Hardee's. God bless Hardee's. And yeah. Hardee's fucking at, Twitter at account has been making hay. It's, it's so, so funny. I know. It's so it's funny. Just, I'm like, it's like, it's, it's like porn. Yes. <laughs> and for some reason, Hardee's and Mike Lindell seem to be, there's some, some sort of Venn diagram overlap there. That uh, is funny to me. It's inherently it funny. Yeah, just like the my pillow guy is funny. <laughs> just like when you just turn around and say Fresca and people laugh because Fresca <laughs> is funny for some reason. See? Yes. <laughs> there she goes. Like, it, I don't know. It's one of those automatic funny things. Mike Pillow at Hardee's uh-huh. <laughs> accosted by the FBI. Okay, back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Bob Seska plays more music. Another story for the day, contemporary news. Someone shot their gun again, someone got to choose. To take a life not of their own, take somebody's breath. A second for the bullet is a lifetime for the rest. But it's too soon to talk about tomorrow. And it's too soon to talk about today. Seth Adam, The Blood It Runs, that's the name of this song. Uh, This is obviously about the gun massacres and the firearm crisis in this country. Yeah, gotta listen to this one, uh, the full-length song at the end of the show, because the lyrics are spot-fucking-on. Yeah, this is also from the brand-new Seth Adam album called Fits and Starts and Stops, SethAdam.com, everywhere you get your digital music. BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. All right. Mike Pillow's phone was seized by the FBI at a Hardee's restaurant. (laughs) Here's a marble mouth Mike (laughs) uh, making up shit. This is him talking about how his phone was seized and how he was allegedly ordered not to tell anybody, but that's bullshit. All right, here's Mike. Today, the FBI... Uh, you're going to hear this, and you're probably already hearing it in the news. The FBI 
came after me and took my phone. They surrounded me at a Hardee's and uh, took my phone. Aww, I ran all my baby. business. Everything went. Was he in the um, drive-through or the dining room? I need to know. <laughs> No, I, I, I hope he was in the dining room having, you know, a Hardee's, you know, yeah. Western burger or something. Well, it seems to work. Like, Mike Lindell, at, at, you know, on the continuum of criminality, Mike Lindell is kind of like the Hardee's of crime. Yes, And no no, no disrespect to Hardee's. Yeah, no, obviously not. <laughs> no, but I got food poisoning from a Hardee's in, like, 1986. Really? Oh, man, it was bad. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so I'm never eating one of those again, and they can fuck off and die. Know that they're- wow. Today's show brought to you by Hardee's. By, Hardee's. Yeah. by Carl's oh. Jr., not Hardee's, because they're the same company. Right. All right, let's continue. No, man. That was like a Roman candle at both ends. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> let's continue with Jesse the Body Ventura here, Mike Lindell. Um, they could have just, what we've done is weaponize the FBI. Um- you know what? They got to stop using the word weaponized. Yeah. This is an overused fucking word, and it's time that it gets eliminated. Especially from- given Jeffrey Berman's testimony or him saying that that's exactly what they did. Yes, thank the you. The FBI. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, Dick Durbin in the United States Senate is going to be investigating uh, the yes. charges brought up by Jeffrey Berman. So that's great fucking news. Yep. Yep, uh, Bill Barr's uh, rehabilitation tour is going swimmingly at this point. <laughs> Good right, luck. Let's finish with Mike, because okay. I want to talk about one of the things that he says. Go. Okay. It's disgusting. I don't have a computer. Everything I do, have that phone, everything was on there. and uh, <laughs> He doesn't have a computer. That's you know, as most millionaires right here. are, yeah. They don't have a computer. Everybody, fucking idiot. Everybody, first of all, right now, I don't care if you have an iPhone. I don't care if you have a Galaxy 5 or whatever, 6. Mm. Back up your shit. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> go to your internet cloud. Go to your external hard drive and fucking back up your shit. Yeah. Just because if you lose it or it gets stolen or it just in the off chance it gets confiscated by the FBI, you can get a new device and download your current phone yep. minus a couple days, you know, and continue with your shit. But, of course, Mike Lindell is a fucking idiot. He doesn't have a laptop. Oh, no, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a computer to put the thing on the phone. And, I, you know, they told and me. don't do everything on your fucking weaponi- phone, people. They're weaponizing my phone. <laughs> um, and they told me not to tell anybody. Here's an order. Not to, don't tell anybody. Okay, I will. That's a lie. <laughs> well, I am. Yeah, um, they, they didn't tell him not to tell anybody. Because if they told him, if the FBI told Mike Lindell not to tell anybody, there's no way he would be saying it. There's no way he would tell. Because you know why? Because ultimately, these guys are cowards. Yep. Yes. When, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So just, All bullies are cowards. It's axiomatic. It is just what they are, which is yeah. why every time I come across one, I have to poke them in the eye just as hard as I can because <laughs> this is what I've been doing since sixth grade because fucking mm-hmm. bullies make everybody miserable and they're all made of clay. They will all go down the first time anybody comes at them. Anyway, as you were. If that's even, and why would you do that? I mean, it is so easy to just break your phone. I mean, lose it, leave it. I mean, come on, don't do don't. Do, I don't bank on my phone. People. Yeah. It's just for taking pictures. I just, <laughs> I love the fact that Donald Trump fucked with the system for four years. He was a 28-foot-tall, giant baby in a diaper, stomping his way like Godzilla through Washington, D.C., and uh, he did that for four years, and now he's shitting his pants because guess what? The system is pushing 
back and saying, you know what? No, we're a nation of laws. We're not a nation of Trump, no matter what you think, no matter what delusions you have. By the way, there was a, a new picture floating around of Trump in his office at Mar-a-Lago. I think it's at Mar-a-Lago. And one of the framed pictures on the wall is the Time magazine cover of, it's a painting of Trump looking in the mirror and the reflection in the mirror is Trump as king. I don't know if you remember that particular Time magazine cover. Vaguely. Yeah, where it's just like a mirror image of Trump and he's dressed in like traditional kingly garb, like the crown and the mm, right. scepter and all that shit. And he's got that framed on his wall in his office, which makes me think that he's really into being criticized and lampooned or he doesn't understand no, he that doesn't, that he is doesn't bad. get it. Okay. He yeah. thinks it was a compliment. Okay. Like, seriously, because he's six. You know? <laughs> right. I, no, he doesn't, he doesn't see the irony yeah. at all. But while we're on the subject of kings, did you guys see Prince Charles just completely fuck up the whole fountain pen thing? I, I, I heard something that about that was, it, yeah. yeah. I heard that was Go watch thing. the He's totally spoiled and petulant. Hands it to his wife like she's his mommy. Like, you know, it's her <laughs> job. And it's like running all over her gloves now. And I'm just like... And he's like, it always bloody happens. These stupid things. You know, just like, dude, really? That is like your whole job. Signing shit and cutting ribbons. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so if you guys need someone to be like the minister of his majesty's fancy pens, I will take that job for only 50,000 pounds a year. Like, I will like take the pens out for a jog and make sure they're not leaky before mm. you go to sign shit with them. And I will teach you, Charles, you fucking kindergartner, how to hold it so that it doesn't leak all over you. Because I'm pretty sure that's what the problem is. Because those have got to be like, I mean, who knows? Those are probably like Mont Blanc pens that cost thousands of dollars. Yeah. That someone will have like on commemorate. Like these are the pens that King Charles III of England signed. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, they're going to sit on somebody's shelf as trophies. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I mean, they can't be like defective. Like why? I just, I'm sorry. Just the whole thing bothered me as a pen user. I saw. I will take the title Lord of Nibs even if that's what it comes <laughs> Lord, to. Lord like, of Nibs. That's your new nickname. Uh, Lord of Nibs. David T. Rex Ferguson, Lord of Nibs. <laughs> Outstanding. You want, yeah. uh, and from now on, I would like you both to address me as Lord. Lord. <laughs> By the way, uh, just one last thing here before we wrap up. Mark Meadows has now agreed to comply with the yes. Justice Department subpoena, making him the highest ranking Trump official known to have responded to a subpoena in the federal investigation. Are you sniffing? <laughs> this is, by the way, very funny moment on the Stephanie Miller show this morning. Stephanie asked Carl Frisch, can, can you That's smell the flip? Yeah, and you Carl, smell the flip. Yeah, and Carl said, well, yes, I'm quite familiar with the smell of flip uh, because... <laughs> It's only happened recently that I've become familiar with that smell. I thought that was I thought that was a funny moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's gonna roll like an Easter egg in a uh, yeah, in yeah. A yeah Easter egg yeah. Well, it. Meadows turned over the same materials he provided to the House Select Committee investigating the Capitol attack, the insurrection. One source said meeting the obligations of the Justice Department subpoena, which has not been previously reported. So that's uh, obviously some good news there. And he's gonna roll like an Easter egg on the White House lawn. That's what I was fucking trying to say i'm sorry <laughs> okay perfect thank you all right make a note of that on your scorecard thank you very much um you know what we didn't get to that i wanted to get to in the free portion of the show that we're just going to shove over into the shadow docket 
What's that? Stochastic terrorist Matt Walsh thinks a black mermaid isn't scientifically possible. Yeah, hold your comments. Mermaid. I know. Hold your comments until the shadow docket portion of the show. We're going to play the audio of this motherfucker, Matt Walsh, talking about how. And a then I'm black going to mermaid. fucking skin him alive. So oh join God. us. <laughs> That's right. Stay tuned for the skinning. Still to come on our Patreon page, BobSuskaShow.com. We're going to tie his scrawny legs into a knot and lock him into a crab trap and put him underwater. <laughs> We've got also some amazing poll results, mainly out of Pennsylvania and Georgia. Stand hey, hey. by for this. Yeah. Okay. Everything is looking good. Although, I do have to warn everybody, do not get happy. Don't get happy. happy. Do not get happy. Thank you very much. Do not get happy. Plus... Russia is sending money to foreign parties and candidates and has been since 2014. We're going to get dig into that. I've got a big question for Jody about her mom. That's coming up also on the shadow docket. You don't want no. to miss that too. Yes. There's, the answer is no, whatever the question there's is. A, whatever okay. it is, is no. Okay, well, there's, there's a movement afoot, and I'm not going to say what the movement is yet, is. but there's a movement afoot. A no. And uh, we're going to talk about that briefly coming up here on the Shouter Nugget. Plus, a, uh, <laughs> there was a guy in a clown wig who said he wanted to kill all Democrats. We're going to talk about that, too. And a whole lot more that's coming up on the Shouter Nugget portion of the program. BobSuskaShow.com. Sign up for $5 a month at, uh, at our Patreon page. And then once you do, go back to the Patreon page. Make sure you stay on the Patreon because that's where you listen to the Shadow Docket. Unless you incorporate the RSS feed into your iTunes or whatever, you can only listen to the bonus materials on our Patreon page. I'm just let, letting everyone know that that's how that all works. Okay, again, BobSeskaShow.com, five bucks a month for the uh, Shadow Docket. You can also sign up for $10 a month and get the Shadow Docket and the After Party, which we do on Fridays, me and Kimberly Johnson. All right, meantime, have a great weekend to everyone else. See ya. Bye, folks. Bye-bye. More fun. More music. The Bob Seska Show. Every breath and the scars that decorate my
bore the brunt and had too much In a life that's always bent before the fold oh. So you ain't gonna drag me down You ain't gonna drag me down no more Oh, no more You ain't gonna drag Speaking on behalf of guns for everybody. Now, question. What was the first thing that the communists done when they took over in Russia? Answer, gun control. And there's a lot of people in this country who want to do the same thing to us here in a kind of conspiracy, see. You take your big international bankers, uh, they want to, what do you call, uh, masticate the people of this here nation like puppets on a wing. And then when they get that done, turn this over to the communists. Now I want to talk about another thing that's on everybody's mind today, and that's your stick-ups and your skyjackers. Which, uh, if that was up to me, I could end the skyjackers tomorrow. You could? All you got to do is arm all your passengers. Another story for the day, contemporary Shot their gun again, someone got to choose To take a life not of their own, take somebody's breath A second for the bullet is a lifetime for the rest But it's too soon to talk about tomorrow And it's too soon to talk about today That's been done 
Dies der Be- 